2: Hello everyone, I'm Carl Amari and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment including trivia contests, classic radio shows, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, and showbiz news. This hour on Hollywood 360, I'll present a classic radio Christmas detective adventure of Nick Carter starring Lon Clark, but it's time now to play Beat the Host. In order to beat the host, either one or both of our two Hollywood 360 listener contestants must correctly answer more multiple-choice trivia questions about Arm's younger brother, Brad, than me. That's Brad Pitt we're talking about now. Lisa Wolf is our moderator. What's up, Lisa? Hey,
4: Carl. You know,
2: I like Arm Pitt a lot, but Brad's uh, really a good actor, don't you think?
4: Yeah, I like your Arm Pitt a lot, too, Carl. Yeah,
2: I know. Thanks.
4: It's nice. It smells good, too. Yeah,
2: thank you. We have uh, Chris. From Westchester, Illinois, and Michelle from Milwaukee, uh, Wisconsin. Hi, everyone. Hello,
1: Michelle. Hi, how are hello, you, Carl? hi,
2: Lisa. Hello, <laughs> everybody. Yeah, that was all great, right. Carl, so everybody could talk at well, the same time. Well, I don't talk. know how to do this. This is what you normally do. <laughs> all right, Let's try it again. Talking. Let's try it again. Hi, Chris. Hello, hello. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Carl. Hi, Lisa. All hi, right, Chris and Michelle. was great.
4: We've got a game. We're going to start with Chris, and all these questions are multiple choice and about Brad Pitt. Okay, and if you know the answer before I give you the the answers, just shout it out. You're all good. Okay, Chris, what was the first name of the girl that Benjamin Button adored? Was it Daisy, Martha, Sally, or Daniel? Did you see the movie?
1: Not at all, but I'll say Sally.
4: Oh, sorry. Not Sally. It's definitely one of the other ones. Michelle, do you know? I'm not very sure, but I'm thinking Daisy. It was Daisy. You are right. All right, Michelle. Which baseball team did Billy Bean manage in Moneyball? Mm. Was it the Cincinnati Reds, Boston Red Sox, New York Mets, or Oakland Athletics? Oh, my. Oh, my. Cincinnati? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No. Carl? I,
2: know. Uh, I think it was Boston.
4: It was
1: it, Oakland Athletics.
4: Yeah, that's the one, and it that's, that's so right. Carl
2: gets this. <laughs> And Chris gets this.
4: There you go. All it's right. always easier when it's not your question, right, All right, right Chris? so
2: Chris and Michelle are both on the board. <laughs>
4: Carl. Yes. Brad Pitt starred with Edward Norton in which of the following movies? Uh, don't tell me.
2: Fight Club.
4: Fight Club is right. You've got 1. it. 1.5. <laughs> You're, look, you're so excited. Uh-huh. Okay, Chris. In seven, <laughs> the killer places what in a box? Mm. Is it a dead animal, a severed finger, decapitated head, or a missing gun? Missing gun. Oh, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> Michelle. I think I know. Is it the finger? No. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. Severed head. It's the decapitated head. Oh, yuck. <laughs> so close. So close. Oh, well, we stink. Huh? <laughs> no, no. Michelle, these are not easy. I know that. Michelle, hey, what is the first name of the serial killer that Brad Pitt plays in California? Mm. Curtis, Daniel, Early, or Brad?
2: Um, is it Curtis? No, I'm
4: sorry, no, Carl I think it's Earl It's early
2: That's what I meant Earl, uh, yeah.
4: early, I'll go
2: with that Yeah, that's what I meant Carl Yeah
4: The occupation of Brad Pitt's father, Paul McLean's father, in A River Runs Through It
2: Oh, okay His Some character's kind of a rancher, father. I think, but go ahead Well,
4: is it a minister, a police officer, a doctor, or a lawyer?
2: Uh, what was the first one? Minister Yeah
4: That's the one Carl mm. Taking it away Okay, Chris. Captain Mike had this tattooed on his chest in The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Was it a tiger, a devil, a U.S. flag, or a hummingbird?
1: Well, uh, let's say hummingbird.
4: Yay, you got it. It was a hummingbird. All
2: right, Chris. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> there you go.
4: <laughs> Michelle, in which of the following movies did Brad Pitt's character work for the United Nations? Is it Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Seven Years in Tibet, Oceans 11, or World War Z?
3: Um, oh, goodness. Uh, was it Oceans 11? No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Who I was trying to send you a
2: signal. I think it was World War Z. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I didn't see that. I'm
3: sorry. It That's a like really good movie.
2: Yeah, that was a good movie.
4: Okay, Carl, in Which of the following movies does Brad Pitt star with Harrison Ford?
2: Oh, Harrison Ford. Hmm.
4: Legends of the Fall.
2: Hang on, seven,
4: The Devil's Own. Meet Joe Black. I say C. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> Carl can do no wrong here. <laughs> not fair.
2: You got him written down in front of you. No, no I, you
4: I would never wrong. show him the answers. I
2: do not see these questions or answers. <laughs> As a matter of answers. fact, Chris,
4: I prefer when he's not a winner. So <laughs> <laughs> this okay. is
2: totally on the level. I swear. It is.
4: It is. Okay, Chris. In which Brad Pitt movie does time travel in reverse for his character? Oh, yeah. Is it Ocean's 12, The Tree of Life, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, or Twelve Monkeys? The third one. Yes, it is is correct. Benjamin Button is right. right. Michelle, which of the following is a deadly sin from the movie Seven? Punishment, murder, envy, or sorrow? Envy. Yes, Envy is
2: right. Wow. Good one. I would have said murder. Okay. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah.
4: Carl, last question. All right, we go. If you can miss it. All right. In 2015, Brad Pitt starred opposite Angelina Jolie in what movie? Wait,
2: in what year? Wait, 2015.
4: Oh, in
2: 2015. Couldn't 2015. Couldn't be, 2015. be Mr. And Mrs. North, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith then. Okay, Let go ahead. Let me finish. All right. Brad
4: Pitt starred opposite Angelina Jolie in what movie their first collaboration since... Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh, okay. Smith.
2: All right, go ahead. Okay,
4: so you didn't let me finish.
2: Right. Joy, I never do, generally. I know Joy, the uh-huh. Hateful
4: Eight, Secret in Their Eyes, By the Sea.
2: Um, Hateful Eight?
4: No! I don't know. <laughs> yes. I know it. Go for it. By the Sea. By the Sea.
2: That's their new movie. All right, let's I add these up here. See. <laughs> let's, let's add the totals up. Michelle, she has two. Chris has four. And Carl has one, two, three, four, five, six and a half. Whoa. So they did oh, not goodness. beat the host, but they're going to win fabulous prizes. Did you have fun, Chris? I had a blast. Awesome, buddy. Uh, Merry Christmas, Michelle. Did you have fun? I did. I just didn't know enough. Oh, that's okay. You yes. had fun. You're going to win prizes. Merry Michelle, Christmas. I if I
3: didn't have I the have answers in front
4: every of me, time I to you. Oh, name. terrific. Thank you, Lisa. Hey, Michelle, great we'll job.
2: All right. <laughs> when we come back, it's Nick Carter, Master Detective. Stick around. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari, brought to you by Reader's
0: Digest.
2: Nick Carter, Master Detective, was a radio crime drama based on tales of the famed detective from Street and Smith's dime novels and pulp magazines. Like Sherlock Holmes, Nick Carter often solved cases too tough for police, earning him the moniker Master Detective. With Lon Clark in the title role, the series began in 1943, sponsored for much of its run by Old Dutch Cleanser. Jock McGregor was the show's producer-director, and Patsy Bowen, Nick's assistant, was portrayed by Helen Choate until the mid-1940s when Charlotte Manson stepped into the role. Energetic reporter Scubby Wilson was played by John Kane. Sergeant Matheson was Ed Latimer. He was Nick's contact at the police department. Michael Fitzmaurice was the program's announcer. It enjoyed a 23-year run. Nick Carter, Master Detective, ended in 1955. And throughout that entire 23-year run, Lisa, Lon Clark played Nick Carter in every episode. He, Nobody else ever played Nick Carter on radio. Lon Clark had that role. That's pretty cool. Yes. 23 years. A long time. Wow, wow, wow. No
4: sick days for him. Nope.
2: No we have uh, No Unlike you, you take vacations oh, every five time. minutes. I know,
4: I can't Gosh, stay here. Gosh, you want
2: to talk about a slacker. Yeah. Nick Carter's Christmas Adventure. Lon Clark here, as heard on Mutual. This is going back to Christmas Day of 1943. Here's part one of Nick Carter, Master Detective.
0: Yes, it's another case for that most famous of all manhunters. The detective's ability at solving crime is unequaled in the history of detective fiction. Nick Carter, Master Detective. Tonight's curious adventure, a special Christmas story.
1: Nick Carter's Christmas Adventure. Or the mystery of the reluctant contributor. Well, Nick, we've been pretty lucky so far, haven't we? Yes, Scubby, we have. Which is another way of saying that folks are usually willing to contribute to your settlement house Christmas party every year, Nick. No, Scubby, I was just thinking about this last name on our list. Yeah? Rasper. I don't know him personally. Do you? No, I don't, but somebody must have thought he was rich enough or interested enough in the work to make a substantial contribution. Oh, here's the... Hey, is this... Hey, Nick, what's that address again? 576 Milton Avenue. Yeah. Yes, that's right. And there's his name on the door plate. Well, let's take a look, Scubby. Well, gosh, this doesn't make sense, Nick. A guy with dough doesn't hide away in a place like this. Well, knock on the door anyhow. Oh. Doesn't seem to be anybody here, Nick. No, hold it, Scubby. I hear someone coming. Oh. Who is it? I'm Nicholas Carter. May I speak to Mr. Rasper, please? Nick Carter, eh? Yes, yes. And this is my assistant, Scubby Wilson. How you do? Uh, you Mr. Rasper? Yes. Well, come in, come in. It's cold out there. You're letting all the heat out. Oh, beg your pardon. Come on, Scubby. Yep, I'm in, Nick. I'm in. Well, how was it you wanted? Well, Mr. Hasper, I've come to see if you would care to make a contribution to my Christmas party fund. I never make contributions. Oh, but you didn't let Nick finish, sir. The fund provides food and extra clothing for the needy and deserving children. The charity department's still working, isn't it? Well, of course, Mr. Hasper, but my object is to provide an inspiration for the young people who are underprivileged. People who haven't got any money are always trying to get it from those who have. Then you aren't interested in seeing that the children of the Lincoln Hall District are helped to a little happiness on Christmas Day? No, I'm not. Christmas is old-fashioned. I don't believe in it. It's a waste of money and time. Good day. Oh, well, Mr. Rasper, it's always been a lot of fun for me personally, but I must say that I've always felt better for celebrating and it. And I'm a clan to agree with Scotty, Mr. Rasper. Christmas has always been a bright spot in my life, and I feel sure that if you knew the good it has done throughout the world, it'd make you change your mind. Rubbish. Well, in any case, a Merry Christmas to you. Good day to you. Merry Christmas, indeed. A lot of nonsense. Come on, Nick. Let's get back to civilization. You know, Scubby, Batman's wealthy. No doubt about that. And yet he's soured on Christmas and everything that it stands for. <laughs> you said our mouth full, Nick. You know, Scubby, there must be reason why he thinks that way. And I'd like to find out what it is. Yeah, but you haven't anything to work on, Nick. Oh, no, Scubby, I haven't. Not yet. But Look here. I can finish up whatever has to be done this afternoon. Suppose you hop down to the newspaper office and go yeah. through the files there. There might just be something we could learn about Rasper that way. Okay, Nick, I'll be glad to. Then I'll have Riley check through the files at headquarters. It's a long shot, but something might turn up. Sure, and maybe Patsy has run into something while she's been working down at the settlement house. She might know somebody who knows something about Rasper. Yeah, she might at that. I'll ask her about it. Okay. And maybe with all of us working together on it, we may learn why Rasper's so dead set against Christmas. I'd certainly like to find out. Uh... Hello, is, is that you, Nick? Uh, Riley talking. I've been through my files here, and I, I can't find anything charged against a man named Ben Rasper. Oh, he, he was licensed to do business with a man named Howard Lowe, but Lowe died some years ago. Otherwise, Rasper is just a successful businessman. Yeah, that's right. Uh, i tell you what, though, Nick. There's an old fellow named Fred Anderson who used to be on the fort who knows Rasper. Sure, uh, you can find him at uh, Lincoln Hall, where you're given the party. Uh, he, he's the watchman there now. Okay, Nick, that's alright. Uh, see you tomorrow. Hello, hello. Oh, yes, Gubby. Oh, you did, huh? Sports promoter, huh? Well, well. What was that name again? Chris Baum. Why, yes, yes, I recall it. Oh, no, I'll be done in about an hour, sir. I want to call Patsy first. Right. And thanks, Gubby. Bye. Ah, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a house you can say. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way over. Hey, Patsy? How's everything, huh? Ah, oh, fine. I'm coming down to the hall. Is there anything you want me to bring along? Huh? Why, sure, I can do that. But will that be enough, though? Okay. Yeah, yeah, Scubby just called. Oh, he found out something about Rasper. What? You did, too. How old is he? Named Jimmy, huh? And he's coming to our party? Oh, fine, fine, fancy. Okay, I'll see you in a little while. Bye. Oh, that's fine. We've collected enough to do this year's party up right. Now let's get organized. Riley, huh? your job will be to get the kids and the needy persons rounded up. Oh, sure, Nick. I'll take care of it. I got your lists and the list from the social worker and from the church down there. And there are plenty of others who will need a lift this year, believe me. I know it, Riley, and I'll depend on you. Scabby. It's your job to see that the tree and decorations and gifts are taken care of. Don't worry, Nick. Decorating is my middle name. I'll make Lincoln Hall look like a million dollars in cash. (laughs) (laughs) Good boy, good boy. And, Patsy, Hmm? you'll see to it that there's plenty to eat and drink for the party, so I won't have to worry about that. I'll take care of the bills, and you have the letters of credit the stores gave us. You know how to do that.
3: Sure thing, Nick. I've been through it with you often enough before. I ought to know what you want by this time.
1: Well, what are you going to be doing, Nick? Me? Well, Riley, I'm going to do a little detecting. I'm going to look into those tips you, Patsy, and Scubby gave me about those people who know Ben Rasper. And by the time I'm through, I hope to find out why it is that he hates Christmas the way he does. Then, well, then, maybe I'll be able to do something about it. Hello? Yes, this is Rasper talking. Yes. I sent you the bell, didn't I? Well, what if it is due on the 27th? No, just because it's a holiday, there's no t- reason for a bill to be unpaid. Ah, goodbye. God, fool, nonsense, that's what it is. It's a lot of foolish... you talking big, ain't you, Rasper? Oh, who's that? What do you want? Don't you remember me, Rasper? No, I don't remember you. Who are you? They used to call me the kid. Chris the Kid. Chris. Sometimes known as the human flash. Chris, you? Oh. well. It's been a long time, Rasper, hasn't it? How'd you find me? Who sent you here? Fellow named Nick Carter told me I'd find you here in your office, even if it is Christmas Eve. Nick Carter? Oh, yes. Wanted me to give him some money for some fool party. Oh, for the party at Lincoln Hall, I guess. Hey, he's never asked me for anything. Just gave me what I needed. When I needed it. Yeah. So he hired you to come here and take up my no, time to No, get... he didn't send me here. Just said I'd find you here, that's all. I came here on my own accord, just to wish you a Merry Christmas. Ha! Thought you'd say that. Well, I don't mind. Because it's on account of Nick Carter that I can stand on my own feet again. Not on account of you. What's that? You mind if I uh, sit down? It was on Christmas Eve that we won our first fight, wasn't it? Pipe. Oh, yeah, That's... a long time ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. I can remember the noise of the crowd, the glare of the lights and the smoke curling around and the brightness over the ring. And you leaning over me with that wet towel. You got him going, Chris. Another one like that last round and you'll have him in the ropes for the count. How do you feel now, kid? I'm okay, Rasper. Just let me of here. I don't have to wait anymore. It's my meat right now. Now You take your orders from me, kid. I'm the brains here. When you get the signal from me, you give it to him. Okay, Raspa, you're the boss. those little affairs after that, Rasper. And I always did what I was told, huh? Yes. You're a good fighter, Chris. Good fighter. I made a lot of money for us in those fights, Rasper. Well a lot in of the money. old days, Chris. Lots of water's gone under lots of bridges since then. I know. And the percentage you paid me didn't last long either. It went just like that water. But I didn't care much about things like that. Till the day a friend of mine came and gave me a warning tip. That started me thinking. Oh, kid, how do you feel? Oh, hello, Rasputin. Where have you been? I wanted to talk to you. Oh, I've been around. What's up? I got a tip today. That you're signing up Timmy O'Day. You're going to manage him. Oh, don't do that. Never mind. Is it true? That depends. Depends on what? Look, kid, you're getting slow. O'Day's fresh. He'll be the next champ. If he wins this fight with you tonight, I'm taking him over. If I win tonight? I'm taking O'Day over anyhow. We've been together a long time, kid, and it don't pay to get into too much of a rut. So that's all it means to you, is it? Money. The payoff, huh? What about all the years we've known each other? What about the things we've been through? Well, you? Nah, no, don't get yourself all in a sweat, kid. It isn't good for you. You'll get your cut anyway. Don't worry. You'll get your cut. I'll see you later.
2: All right. Right there on the faded... Uh, I'll see you later. They're kind of fading the audio. That was not Mike fading it. That's the actual audio within the classic radio show being faded. So, uh, great job, Mike. That's Nick Carter, Master Detective show called Nick Carter's Christmas Adventure, starring Lon Clark. And uh, that was from Christmas Day, 1943. We'll get back to that. The uh, prize fighter right there is Maurice Tarplin. Maurice Tarplin played played Inspector Faraday on Boston Blackie. He was also the mysterious traveler and the strange Dr. Weird. Uh, Good episode, good detective uh, adventure. We'll get back to it in just a few minutes. But it's time now, Lisa, to play another movie clip from uh, a movie that Brad Pitt was in, and uh, this was directed by Ridley Scott. This movie, he is a uh, he has a small part in this movie. It's from 1991. It's an adventure, crime, drama. Ladies, gentlemen, let's see who wins the prize for keeping their cool. Simon says, everybody down on the floor now. Nobody loses their head. Then nobody loses their head. Uh, you sir, yeah, you do the honors. Take that cash you put it in that bag right there. you got an amazing story to tell your friends. If not, well, you got a tag on your toe. You decide. All right, 1991, adventure crime drama directed by Ridley Scott. Brad Pitt is in the cast. There are other actors in this movie that are um, very well-known as well. So give us a call if you know what movie it is. Toll free, 855-360-H360. The H is a four. Call now, 855-360-H360, win some fabulous prizes. Lisa and I will be right back. Now back to the
0: best in classic radio on Hollywood 360, brought to you by
2: Reader's Digest. All right, Lisa Wolf, when uh, we were on before the break, we played this movie clip. Ladies, gentlemen, let's see who wins the prize for keeping their cool. Simon says, everybody down on the floor. Now, nobody loses their head, then nobody loses their head. Uh, you, sir. Yeah, you do the honors. Take that
1: cash, you put it in that bag right there, you got an amazing story to tell your friends. If not, well, you got a tag on your toe. You decide.
2: I don't want a tag on my toe, Lisa. I'd rather just uh, play the game without a I tag. I don't even
4: want to see your toe. No, oh.
2: yeah, <laughs> you don't. No, believe me. Because of all the years I was wearing those platform shoes, you know, the disco They got a little
4: mis, yeah. It misformed. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> 1991 adventure crime drama, Brad Pitt in the cast. And we're going to go out to Atlanta, Georgia, and talk to Georgia. Hi, Georgia. How are you? Hi, Carl. Pretty good. All right. Everything good out there in, uh, in Atlanta? It's very warm today. Oh, great. Yeah, it's, it's actually warm here in Chicago today, right, Lisa?
4: It's I mean, warm. It's not
2: so pretty, I mean, but it's it was, warm. I mean, it was like... I don't know, 50 out, maybe 45. It's pretty yeah. good for the middle of yep. December. It was and,
1: 75 here.
2: 75. Let's go visit Georgia. That's Lisa. perfect. Let's go, we'll, we'll go do the show from Atlanta, and uh, Georgia will be our, we'll our guest on in by the Georgia. studio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll stop so, on by, Do you know the name of this movie? It is Selma and Louise. That's right. Absolutely right, Georgia. You're a winner. My uh, crabby brother will send you some fun prizes, okay? That is fantastic. All right. Merry Christmas to you. Thank you, thank you, you Georgia. Uh, she knew it, Lisa. Yep. Georgia knew it, and here's a little trivia because I did my my uh, what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get fired. Um, <laughs> <By me. laughs> Susan Sarandon, Gina Davis, Brad Pitt, then struggling actor George Clooney auditioned five times for Ridley Scott for this part, but it went to Brad Pitt.
4: Yeah, well, only one guy can get it. I mean, he's done pretty well for himself not, since then. So, not bad. you know, can't feel too
2: badly exactly, for him. Exactly, not bad. All right, let's get back to Nick Carter, Master Detective.
3: Rasmus, what do I do,
2: tell me what to do.
1: I can't see him. My eyes are puffed up. He's cutting me to ribbons. Tell me what to do, Raspa. <laughs> Don't bother me, kid. Use your own judgment. You're on your own, as of now. With Raspa, you always, you're on your own, kid. I can still see you sitting there in the ring corner, laughing at me. But that was the last thing I saw for a long time. Old day sort of that. You must have coached him pretty thorough about my style. And then you really cashed in. Well, I haven't got much myself, but I'm still able to wish you a Merry Christmas, Rasper. Although I don't think you'll ever have one. Chris, I... Well, I... I got some things to do, Rasper. Carter asked me to pick up some things for the party at Lincoln Hall tomorrow. We always have a swell time at Carter's Christmas parties. Too bad you can't enjoy anything like that anymore. Well, as I said before, Rasper, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Uh, how can a man work with his mind whirling like a merry-go-round Christmas Eve? God, it's a fine excuse for people to go around yelling at each other in the streets,
3: disturbing
1: a man when he wants to get some work done. Oh, uh, I might as well close the office and get some rest. Would have been home by now if the kid, Chris, hadn't taken up so much time. Chris does for a living now. Wonder if Ah, That's none of my concern. Get home and get some sleep. That's what I need. Who's that? I'm closing up. Come back tomorrow morning.
3: Oh, I'm glad I got here before you left, Ben. Uh, Who is it? It's Nina, Ben.
1: Oh, Nina.
3: I only stopped by to speak to you for a moment. It's getting quite late, and Uh, I... uh... Well,
1: sit down for a moment, Nina. Oh, thank you. Here, let me get your chair.
3: I, uh... I suppose it's rather bold of me to come after all this time, but I... Why,
1: no, Nina, no. I, I'm glad you did. Is there something you want?
3: Oh, no. No, there's nothing you can do for me, Ben. Jimmy and I are doing very nicely. I just wanted to wish you a Merry Christmas. I was in the neighborhood doing some shopping for the party that Mr. Carter's giving at Lincoln Hall tomorrow, and How is he, I...
1: Nina? Uh, Jimmy, I mean.
3: Oh, he's fine, Ben. He's full of life and interested in everything. He has a good head on his shoulders, and he's very handsome, too.
1: Oh, that's fine. Just fine.
3: Uh, you're looking a little tired, Ben. Are you feeling well?
1: Oh, yes, yes, of course. I've I've been working hard, that's all. I don't spend much time at home. Uh, Not much reason to.
3: Hmm. That's the way you wanted it, Ben. Don't you remember? Nina, Nina, where are you? Oh, Jimmy, there's Daddy. Now, wait here for Mommy like a good boy, won't you? Um, I- I'm coming, Ben. I've been keeping your dinner warm for you. I, I hope you'll. What's the matter, Ben? You look as if. That's nothing,
1: wa- Nina. Nothing. I'm in a hurry. That's all.
3: Well, you're always in a hurry, aren't you? Never have time for.
1: Where's my dinner?
3: Sit down, Ben. I'll. I'll have it for you right away. <sighs> this plate is hot now. Be careful that you don't burn me. I throat. won't. Salt, please. Here you are, dear. Ben, when you've finished, won't you take time enough out of your business to help me get the tree decorated? I know Jimmy's too young to know much about it, but I'd love to have his Christmas all ready for him in the morning. Look, I'll, I'll put him to sleep right away, and then we can start. See, I have some holly and mistletoe for the fireplace, and some... I won't have time the... for that, Nina. But Ben, It's Christmas Eve. Surely you have I have not... to get
1: back to the office. I'm putting on a championship match for a day in January, and the things have gone haywire. Something that can't wait till tomorrow. i uh, have to get it organized right away, that's all.
3: Ben, this is Christmas Eve. Tomorrow will be Jimmy's first Christmas. Doesn't that mean anything to you?
1: You and Jimmy celebrate Christmas any way you want to, Nina. I have something more important to do. Business is more important than sentiment. You certainly can see that.
3: Yes, Ben. I can see that. I've been seeing it more and more during the last few years. I thought that when Jimmy came, maybe you would... Were... No, I was wrong, wasn't I, Ben? You'd even let your love for business break up
1: our home. Break up our... Oh, don't be melodramatic, Nina. I'm
3: not being melodramatic, Ben. I'm... I'm trying to be very calm and quiet about it. I've had a lot of time to think when I've sat alone here night after night. And those days on end when you've been away, attending to your business.
1: And what has come out of all this sinking you've done?
3: Just this, Ben. I'm not going on any longer. Either you belong to your family, or your family will get along without you.
1: I have to rush, Nina. Good night.
3: God, good night, Ben. It's good. Goodbye. Jimmy and I are leaving tonight.
1: Look, I haven't time to talk about it with you now, Lena. Uh, oh, uh, by the way, this will probably take most of the night.
3: Good night. Goodbye, Ben, and... Merry Christmas.
1: I never had much of a chance to make it up to you, Nina.
3: You've had all the chance you wanted, Ben. But, Nina, I... I just dropped by to say hello and to give you a wish for happiness during the holidays. It's hard not to share with you the joy I have with Jimmy. I... I wish you could see his eyes dance at Mr. Carter's Christmas parties. Unfortunately, on what little I make, we can't very well afford to have our Christmas at home, but somehow we don't miss it. Everybody has such a grand time at Mr. Carter's party, and Jimmy does enjoy every minute that he's there. Goodness, I'll have to be on my way. Jimmy's waiting for me, and I have to make one more stop for Mr. Carter. Good night, Ben, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <coughs> Tire,
1: this stuff doesn't taste like anything. Nothing at all. I can't understand what's got into me. It's good food, fixed the same as it always is. It just doesn't taste right, that's all. What's that? Someone at the door this time of the night? I'm coming, I'm coming. Hello, Ben, it's Fred Anderson. Uh, glad I found you at home. I'm always at home this time of night. Yes, yes, I suppose you are, Ben. Uh, can I come in? Of course. Uh, I brought your package, Ben. Nick Carter sent me around with it. Said you'd probably be here alone tomorrow, and he'd like you to have it. Carter? What's Carter sending me? Uh, you might open it and see, Ben. I'm no mind reader. there <laughs> any reason why Carter had want to? Of... Hmm. What wine? Let me see the card. Merry Christmas from Nick Carter. What say I, dear? you know anything about this, Fred? No, but uh, Nick Carter's a funny duck. Does lots of things people don't expect him to. Why, I don't even know the man. Only saw him once, and then... That... Um, you want a glass of this wine, Fred? <laughs> don't mind if I do, Ben. Since it's Christmas Eve, I don't mind at all. There's some glasses here somewhere. Say, hurry open this thing. Here, I'll do it for you, Ben. Yeah, that does it. Now, go ahead. You open it. Yes. Eh? Oh, yes. All right. There. Ain't you, ain't you drinking with me, Ben? Huh? Oh. Yes, I will. That's a ticket. <laughs> well, uh, here's Merry Christmas for you, Ben. Mm. Yes. Merry Christmas. Well, how have you been keeping yourself, Fred? Well, I've been sort of working around Lincoln Hall since I was retired from the force. see. You know... While I was coming here tonight, I was thinking about those old days when I walked a beef. Funny, most folks call them the good old days, but I don't. You did all right in those times, didn't you? Oh, sure, I got along. I was just thinking about the different attitudes folks have nowadays toward being given a hand. They appreciate it more, it seems to me. Charity's still charity, Fred. That hasn't changed. I guess it's all in the point of view, Ben. I guess you haven't changed with the times. That night I met you near the bridge. I was sure you were going to see that you were headed in the wrong direction and wake up in time. Remember that night, Ben? was Christmas Eve? You'd just come from the arena. They'd handed you your walking papers because you'd let them down the cold. Well, Merry Christmas, officer. Oh, Merry Christmas to you, sir. Well, uh... Uh, what are you doing out on a night like this, Ben? I thought you'd be up at the arena getting the New Year's fights lined up. What? Oh, it's you, Anderson. No, I'm not at the arena anymore. That's so. What happened? Uh, they decided tonight they'd rather have Davis take over my job. Fine Christmas present, that is. Well, uh, that's tough news, Ben. What are you going to do now? I don't know. I can't seem to think straight. Oh, that's a crazy way for a man like you to talk. On a Christmas Eve, too? <laughs> Christmas Eve. That's never been anything but a jinx to me. First I get stuck with that no-good fighter all day. Then Nina leaves me and takes my son with her. And now Irina throws me out. Well, uh, maybe you better stop and find out what it is you're doing wrong, Ben. Maybe you're the one that's to blame, not Christmas Eve. Uh, They all take advantage of me. I made all the money I could for them, but I'm not going to do it anymore. Uh, Take it easy, Ben. Take it easy. you better go home and think it over. I have thought it over, Fred, and I know what the answer is. I'm going to make money for myself and nobody else. I'll show these people I'll make so much money they'll come crawling to me on their knees. I won't have to ask for anybody's sympathy. You don't pay to think like that, Ben. You'll regret it. Now, look. I know that Bill Boynton, who runs the shoe store down on Elm Street, is looking for a man to buy in with him. Why don't you... Me? in a shoe store? Not in your life, Fred. I'm going after the big money. Big money. That's the only thing people understand, and I'm going to get it. Now you've got it, Ben. One of the richest men in town. And what's he got you? Why, I don't know. Ben, it's too bad you don't get around and see what nice people there are in the world. People like this Carter fellow, for instance. Uh, Does a man good to know people like him? Makes you feel there really is a Santa Claus. To see him bring the smiles to the kids' faces at those parties he gives down at Lincoln Hall. well. I'll be getting back there now, Ben. I've got a big day tomorrow. I'm not as young as I used to be. Well, Merry Christmas to you, Ben. I'll tell Nina I saw you. She'll be at the party tomorrow with young Jimmy. Good night, Ben. Patsy, how's it going? Oh, Nick is wonderful. Oh. They're having a grand time. Oh, that's fine, Patsy. It's Patsy, Patsy, look. Hmm? Over there by the door, what do you see?
3: Where, Nick? Oh, well, who's
1: that? That, Patsy, is Ben Rasper.
3: Yes. Oh, I hope he's come to
1: join the party.
3: For heaven's sake, so that's the man I've heard so much about. Well, you look scared to death, Nick.
1: Look, Patsy. Did he walk and make him welcome? Oh, of
3: course, Nick. Good. Merry Christmas. I'm Patsy Bowen. Would oh, you uh, join us? How do you do? I hope I'm not.
1: Do you mind if I just
3: watch? Well, of course not. Come right in.
1: I wanted to thank Mr. Carter for the gift he sent and i
3: Nick's right over there near the tree. Come along. Uh,
1: children seem to be enjoying themselves, don't they?
3: <laughs> they certainly do. There's Lieutenant Riley handing out the gifts there. Scotty Wilson with him, standing next to Mr.
1: Carter. Uh, yes, I met Mr. Wilson.
3: Just look little Lieutenant Riley. He's having as much fun
1: as the children. Yeah, so I see. Oh, there's a nice-looking boy there, Miss... Who... I mean, what's his name? Where? Oh, that one over there.
3: Oh, that's Jimmy. He's a nice boy. His mother was a big help to me in getting the refreshments ready. There she is over there on the far side of the hall at the table, see?
1: Oh, yes. Her son. Yes. Yes, yes. I see.
3: Uh, Nick, we have a new guest. Oh, hello there, Mister Rasper. Merry
1: Christmas. I'm glad you could join. Us. Oh, thank you, Mister Carter. I, I, came to express my appreciation for the gift you sent me. I hardly know I'll how make to. Nothing of it, Mister Rasper. Your being is thanks enough for me. Mister Carter, that little boy coming along the line there, Jimmy, I think his name is. Do you think I, I might give him? I mean. Could I hand him his gift, do you think? Why, certainly. Riley! Oh, yeah. Mr. Rasper here wants to lend a hand. Can you use him? For sure thing, Nick. Come along, Mr. Rasper. Uh, thank you, oh, Mr. Rasper. Well, i just hand them these packages if they come along, Mr. Rasper. <laughs> and enjoy yourself, man. I will. Uh, there, little girl. Uh, Merry Christmas. Oh, thank you. Uh, Say, she... She liked it, didn't she? Well, they all appreciate a little kindness, Mr. Asper. Now, now, here's a gift for that little boy there. Oh. Hello. Jimmy. Here you are. And a merry Christmas, son. Well, that was the day for you. Gosh, I haven't had so much fun since last year. You played those <laughs> games harder than any two kids in the bunch, Scubby. Yeah, lost
3: lost Practically every
1: time. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, do you really have to be in condition to keep up with these kids? Boy, they're wonders. Hey, where do they get all that energy?
3: That will be one of the world's great mysteries forever, Scubby. Nick, what are you thinking so hard about? Oh, I
1: was, I was just thinking of the way Mr. Rasper took to the party. Huh? Hey, don't you mean the way the party took to Mr. Rasper, Nick?
3: Yeah, I never saw a man open up the way he did. It was wonderful. The children just flocked around him. That's one of the greatest jobs that Nick Carter ever did. What do you mean, Riley? Well,
1: Patsy, you'll never believe it, but when Nick and I went to see Rasper to get a contribution to the party, he was the hardest case of unadulterated unpleasantness I ever saw. But somehow, Nick managed to get under his skin and bring out, well, what she saw
3: tonight. Well, for heaven's sake. How did you do it, Nick? Well,
1: it wasn't difficult, Patsy. You see, I could see when we first spoke to Rasper that he was fighting something. but I didn't know what it was. But from what Riley, Scubby, and you told me, I found that three different times, Christmas Eve had brought him bad luck. First, the fighter O'Day. Then Mrs. Rasper had left Rasper on a Christmas Eve, taking his son Jimmy with her. And third, he'd lost his promoter's connection at the arena, also on Christmas Eve. Well, the whole thing added up. Rasper associated Christmas Eve with a list of unfortunate incidents and fought anything that suggested the holidays to him. He made a lot of money, but it never brought him happiness. The big thing for me was to make him realize that people and Christmas meant good and not evil. And from what I saw this afternoon, the Rasper family in the whole neighborhood, for that matter, is going to benefit by his awakening to that realization.
3: Oh, Nick, that's wonderful. You deserve a kiss for that.
1: Oh, thanks, Patsy. I'm glad you feel that way, too. You know, I'm happier this evening because of Mr. Rasper than I would be if I'd solved 20 murders. He's made this a really merry Christmas for all of us.
0: This has been another of the strange adventures of Nick Carter, Master Detective, which are brought to you regularly at this time by WOR Mutual. In the strange adventure you have just heard, Nick Carter was impersonated by Lon Clark, Patsy by Helen Choate, and Scubby by John Kane. The story was written for Nick Carter by Humphrey Davis. Original music was played by Lou White. The entire production was under the direction of Jock McGregor. Two weeks from tonight, at the same time, listen to another curious experience of Nick Carter, entitled The Double Disguise,
1: or Nick Carter and the Mystery of the Kidnapped Harris.
0: This story is a copyrighted feature of Street and Smith Publications, Incorporated. The Return of Nick Carter is produced in the studios of WOR and is broadcast over most of these stations Monday evenings at 9.30 Eastern Wartime. This is Mutual.
2: There you have it, Nick Carter, Master Detective, from Christmas of 1943, Nick Carter's Christmas Adventure, starring Lon Clark Hurt on Mutual. Let's take a break, then it's more here on Hollywood 360. And now back to Hollywood 360
0: with Carl Amari, brought to you by Reader's Digest.
2: All right, in the next hour, we're going to have another Christmas story. It's called Twas the Night Before Christmas, And it stars Lyle Sudro. I don't know who that is, but he's somebody. uh, Or he was somebody, right? Because this is from 1949 on the Radio City Playhouse. That's coming your way in the next hour. But before that, our national movie critic, Sarah Adamson, will be here to talk about Spectre and Brooklyn. Did you see either one of those movies, Lisa? I did not. Yeah, I saw Spectre. I know. But Brooklyn looks really good. I want to see what well, uh, Sarah I'll, has I'll to hear say about it. i what she
4: has to say, exactly.
2: And then in our fourth hour, we're going to tune into Suspense with uh, Eddie Cantor starring in Double Entry. We'll also tune into Vic and Sade. I just love Vic and Sade. Again, all Christmas programming. We have that all the way to Christmas here on Hollywood 360. Stick around because Lisa Wolf and I and Mike Estella, our executive producer, will be back in a flash right here on the Hollywood 360 Radio Network.